0: It's known by several names, Sukkot, Tabernacles, the Feast of Booths, and the Feast of In-Gathering. By any name, it represents one of the most richly symbolic and prophetically significant of all the Jewish feasts, and it holds powerful faith-building insights for you. Discover these and more just ahead on
1: Jewish Voice. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. Well, this month we're celebrating what has come to be known as the Fall Feasts of the Lord. Each biblical feast, or Moedim, appointed time, is a prophetic road marker and is somehow connected to the work of the Messiah three feasts, the first three feasts, the spring feasts are connected with the first coming of Jesus, and the last three, the fall feasts, are connected with his return. This week is the last of the fall feasts, Sukkot, or the Feast of Tabernacles or Booths. It's the final feast of the year, and it celebrates the final harvest. Now, during Sukkot, we remember how the Lord provided for the Israelites as they wandered through the desert for 40 years. How he commanded the Israelites to build booths and to live in them, perhaps similar to the one that I'll be teaching in today. And then he instructed them to fill the booths with wonderful fruits and branches. Join me today as I celebrate the significance of Sukkot for both Jews and Christians and what the joyous feast holds for you. This week, uh, Jewish communities all over the world will be celebrating Sukkot, also known as the Feast of Booths, the Feast of Tabernacles, or the Feast of Ingathering. Now, this is the feast or the Moed, which is, means an appointed time. This is the final Moed of the year. Some believe that Yeshua was born on SUKKOT. HOW MANY HAVE HEARD THIS ONE BEFORE, THAT YESHUA WAS BORN ON SUKKOT uh, BECAUSE THEY CONNECT TABERNACLES WITH THE STATEMENT IN JOHN 1-14 THAT THE WORD BECAME FLESH AND DWELT AMONG US. THAT WORD DWELT OR DWELLING uh, IS THE SAME WORD AS TABERNACLE. SO LITERALLY, HE TABERNACLED AMONG US. IT WAS ALSO A, a COLD TIME. Uh, it probably took place in October, according to the Gregorian calendar. That, of course, we were operate off the Biblical calendar. But some believe that Yeshua was born on Sukkot. I don't know if that's true. No one really knows. But the Feast of Sukkot celebrates the final harvest of the season, which happens to be a wheat harvest. The primary crops in the time of ancient Israel were wheat and barley and this was the wheat harvest this is the wheat harvest which i believe is prophetically significant but i'll talk more about that later now this was a time of thanksgiving to god for his blessings and provision now sukkot as well as all the biblical feasts are first recorded in the torah in leviticus chapter 23 in leviticus 23 We have the cycle of the year with the different feasts beginning with Shabbat, which was a weekly celebration, and then the different celebrations or appointed times throughout the year. And they were primarily rooted in agriculture because uh, the Israelites were farmers. And we uh, also celebrate the feast and remember events in our history. So they're both agricultural celebrations but also times of remembrance. God is interested in history. He's a historical God and thus the Jewish people are and always have been uh, an historical people rooted in history. Now, Sukkot was one of three pilgrimage feasts and this means that the men of Israel were commanded three times a year to come to Jerusalem from all over Israel and other nations that they were dwelling in. And three times a year, they had to uh, meet the Lord in the temple in Jerusalem. We see in scripture, in the book of Acts, Paul uh, trying to get to Jerusalem for the pilgrimage feast. So the other feasts, in addition to Sukkot, that were pilgrimage feasts, who knows, Passover and Shavuot, or Pentecost. So when we're told in Acts chapter 2 that, all the men of Israel were gathered together in the temple from every language. It's because they had come to Jerusalem to honor this pilgrimage feast according to Scripture. So that makes this one of the key feasts during the cycle of annual feasts. So Passover, Shavuot or Pentecost, and then finally Sukkot were pilgrimage feasts. Now, this feast, the Sukkot, follows two other fall feast. We have six feasts divided into two. We have the spring feasts, Passover, First Fruits, and Shavuot or Pentecost that are connected with the spring feasts, and I believe prophetically connect with the first coming of the Messiah. The fall feasts, after a long sabbatical or long period of time, uh, are, are connected with the return of the Messiah, and this includes Rosh Hashanah which is actually Yom Teruah, or the day of the blowing of the trumpets or the shofar, which we're told takes place on the first of the seventh month. Now this is known as the month of Tishri. You can see it's spelled in Hebrew and phonetic English on your screen. And then Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, the holiest day of the Hebrew calendar, which falls on the 10th day as commanded in Leviticus 23, and then Sukkot takes place on the 15th of Tishri. So let's look together at Leviticus chapter 23, beginning in verse 33. The Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, on the 15th day of the seventh month, the Lord's appointed festival of tabernacles begins, and it lasts for seven days. The first day is a sacred assembly, do no regular work. For seven days, present food offerings to the Lord, and on the eighth day, hold a sacred assembly and present a food offering to the Lord. This is the closing special assembly, do no regular work. So the feast lasted for seven days, and the first and the last day were to be sacred days of assembly, we call these Shabbatons as opposed to Sabbaths, these were Shabbatons. And then offerings were to be made every day. This was in addition to the regular Seventh-day Sabbath that would take place uh, during the holidays as well, during the Feast as well. Then we have a very specific command, and Leviticus has, as I said, has more to say about Sukkot than any other festivals. We're told then in verse 39, so beginning with the 15th day of the seventh month after you've gathered the crops of the land, celebrate the festival to the Lord for seven days. The first day is a day of Sabbath rest. The eighth day is a day of Sabbath rest. So let's read on in verse 40. On the first day, you are to take branches from luxuriant trees, from palms, from willows, and from other leafy trees, and rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days now this is known as the waving of the Lulav it 's a literally a wave offering. How many have ever seen this before in a celebration of Sukkot? These are bundled branches, what the Bible refers to as luxuriant branches, and they 're waved in every direction, north, east, south, and west. the Lulav, and while they 're waving the offering traditionally. They read Psalm 118, now this is really amazing because when you go to Psalm 118 and the specific portion begins in verse 19, what you find is an amazing messianic prophecy. Listen to these words, this is amazing. Look with me at at Psalm 118 beginning in verse 19. Open for me the gates of righteousness and I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. Pete Cooley, open unto me the gates of righteousness. Who is our gate of righteousness? It's Yeshua, and I will enter in. Now look at verse 20. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. Verse 21, I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. Let me stop there. You have become my salvation. Do you know what the word in Hebrew is for salvation? Yeshua. Yeshua. From Yeshua we derive the name Jesus, from the Greek Jesus. Yeshua is Jesus. What it's saying here is that the gate that the Lord will open to us, they're crying out, open for me the gates of righteousness and I will enter in. You have become my salvation. Literally my Yeshua, my Jesus here at jewish voice
0: we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel the good news that yeshua jesus is the messiah to the jew first and also to the nations one way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy jewish people in the world as we share god's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel, a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. But you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help, and we'll say thank you by sending you the full DVD presentation by Jonathan Burness that expands on and extends the teaching you saw on today's broadcast. Celebrating Sukkot, the Feasts of Booths on DVD. Plus our exclusive JVMI calendar, which features inspiring photography and information concerning all the Jewish feasts. Both are our very special thank you for any gift of support today. And if God has blessed you with the means to share a gift of $100 or more to help bless some of the neediest Jewish people on earth, we'll send you both of these resources. And to beautify your home, a set of three Jerusalem Globe candle holders. This lovely and unique set with silver and gold finishes includes one large and two small candle holders and features significant Jerusalem landmarks. They are sure to remind you to pray the peace of Jerusalem. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. Please call, write, or click right now.
1: One of the arguments you hear from Jewish people is Jesus is never mentioned in our Jewish scriptures. Guess what? Wrong. He's mentioned many times. Therefore, out of the wells of Yeshua, salvation will draw water. And here in Psalm 118, you have become my salvation. The gate of righteousness, of right standing with God, you have become my Jesus, my Yeshua. And then verse 22 Here's another incredible prophecy which is quoted for us in the New Testament. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Verse 23, the Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. Now, let me stop there. Think of this. The children of Israel in command, in, 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 in oh, adherence to Leviticus, to the Torah, are waving these branches, these luxuriant branches, the Lulav, and the reading Psalm 118, Lord, open for me the gates of righteousness, and I will enter in, praising God because He has become our salvation. This is all taking place on Sukkot. This is part of the Sukkot celebration. Verse 24 says, The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Now look at verse 25, "'Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success.'" And then verse 26 in Hebrew, "'Baruch haba b'shem Adonai, "'Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord.'" Is this familiar to anyone? What does this remind you of? It reminds you of the triumphal entry into Jerusalem on on the donkey. Remember, he comes into Jerusalem And we're told that they're waving the branches and they're crying out, Hoshiana, save us, save us. Psalm 118, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now watch this. Verse 27 says, the Lord is God and he has made his light to shine upon us with boughs in hand. Join us in the festival procession up to the horns of the altar. Do you know what that's talking about? With these branches in hand, we make our way to the temple. Folks, this is talking about the celebration of Sukkot. This is the wave offering that it tells us to do in Leviticus. What are the, what's happening? They're waving the branches on Sukkot, and they're reading the psalm that's connected with Sukkot, Psalm 118, and they're crying out, he has become our salvation, our Yeshua, Baruch haba Hashem Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Uh, Folks, that's exactly what happens when Yeshua enters Jerusalem. Yeah. They take the branches. It's not Sukkot, but it's the fulfillment of Sukkot. They recognize that the Messiah is entering Jerusalem. Here's what they say in John chapter 12, verse 12. It says, the next day... The great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Yeshua was on his way to Jerusalem. Here's what they do in verse 13. They took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting, Hosheyanah Baruch Haba, B'Shem Adonai. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Isn't that amazing? They had for years, for centuries, they had been waving the lulah of these branches, and they had been reciting the psalm of their King David. Blessed is you who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Open for me the gates of righteousness, and I will enter and save us, O God. You have become our salvation. And then they hear about Yeshua. He's coming into Jerusalem and recognizing that he is the fulfillment of this great Psalm 118. In fact, the verse that they don't put together yet, the stone which the builders will then reject has become the chief cornerstone. Isn't that an amazing prophecy? It's talking about the Jewish people. It's talking about the leaders of Israel ultimately rejecting Jesus as their Messiah but he is the chief cornerstone and will be recognized in the day to come when Israel cries out again, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Here at Jewish Voice,
0: we are dedicated to proclaiming the gospel. The good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is the Messiah. To the Jew first and also to the nations, One way we do this is by providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world as we share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remarkable tribe in Gondar, Ethiopia, the Beta Israel, a lovely but persecuted people who have been practicing distinctly Jewish customs for centuries. Today, we urgently need your help to equip and fund this vital outreach. Will you be a blessing to these suffering Jewish people? Time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers. Without our immediate help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham may die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. But you can help save them. But we must act now. Call or click right now to share life-saving help. And we'll say thank you by sending you the full DVD presentation by Jonathan Burnus that expands on and extends the teaching you saw on today's broadcast. Celebrating Sukkot, the Feasts of Booths on DVD. Plus our exclusive JVMI calendar, which features inspiring photography and information concerning all the Jewish feasts both are our very special thank you for any gift of support today and if god has blessed you with the means to share a gift of one hundred dollars or more to help bless some of the neediest jewish people on earth we'll send you both of these resources and to beautify your home a set of three jerusalem globe candle holders this lovely and unique set with silver and gold finishes includes one large and two small candle holders and feature significant Jerusalem landmarks. They are sure to remind you to pray the peace of Jerusalem. To share a gift in support of this vital outreach and request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Once again, time is of the essence for many of these people. PLEASE CALL RIGHT OR CLICK RIGHT NOW.
1: I'M STANDING OUTSIDE OF THE UKRAINA PALACE uh, WHERE WE'RE ABOUT TO OPEN THE DOORS FOR THE THIRD AND FINAL NIGHT OF OUR Festival of Jewish music and dance, there has to be two to three thousand people waiting patiently to get in we 've really come at a critical time in kiev 's history in ukraine 's history that people don 't know what 's ahead and this critical time is uh, the, a time that they 're open that they 're searching that they 're hungry to know more sometimes crisis is the best time to share the gospel and they've responded every night we've had to turn away hundreds in just a couple weeks it'll be 20 years that we held our fourth festival back in 1994 the International Festival of Jewish Music and Dance and they responded then by the thousands and they're responding here again 20 years later.
2: you feel the sense of urgency you feel the sense of every day is important every day could be our last that's why we need to bring in the harvest every day and not stop so the fact that there was war here was not really a reason for us to abandon the plans to come it became it gave us another reason to come and everyone who's come on the the trip so far i've talked to all of them and. Their families were concerned about them and they had this calmness from the Lord, I want you there. I had the same calmness. I have no concerns about safety. No concerns. It's like we're in God's harvest field. He's brought us here. We're doing it. You feel the fear and anger and urgency around you, but inside there's an incredible calm.
1: And it's so exciting because we've been on the streets for a whole week inviting people. There have been ads placed, billboards up, posters up, and people are starting to come into the auditorium this morning. Backstage, we've got rehearsals going on on stage. The dancers are dancing. The prayer warriors are amping it up and praying. And everybody's getting excited at this performance of the festival, the Ukraine Hero Israel Ukraine Festival.
2: Everyone who comes and works on outreach leads one, two, three, four people to the Lord. Now, as believers, we may, you know, you think about how important that is, but a lot of people who come have lived in the United States as believers for a long time, and they have never led some a stranger to the Lord. A family member, yes, but not a total stranger. So when they come on these trips, we teach them a little bit about how to share, but it's really the environment.
1: You know, these festivals are changing lives. Uh, Jewish people are uh, uh, finding a relationship with God, and this is the time. This is, this is God's appointed time to favor Zion, and we need your help. You know, we've seen a modern miracle in our day. After 2,000 years of wandering, the Jewish people have been restored to their homeland. Our capital, Jerusalem, restored. You know, you helped to bring us here at a critical time in Ukraine's history. The Jewish people are trying to get to Israel. They don't know what the future holds. And in this crisis, we're able to come with the message of hope and love and share that Yeshua is the answer for them. And sometimes it takes a crisis to open people's hearts. And they've responded here by the thousands, over 14,000 people over the three days that we've been here have come into this hall and now this is our final night. You helped to bring us here and I just want to say thank you from all of us at Jewish Voice and for all the Jewish people and Ukrainians that came here expecting you made this possible. There's so much need in the world, sometimes it's just overwhelming but God calls us to minister to one person at a time and together we can make a difference. I prayed for a frightened mother in Zimbabwe whose baby was suffering terribly. I watched tears run down her face as our doctor provided care. Will you help us change lives? Will you be his voice? Will you be the one that says yes and allows God to use you to demonstrate His compassion and share His message of eternal life. I hope so. We need your help. They need your help. Be His voice. For more information, go to jewishvoice.tv or call 1-800-299-9374. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news That Yeshua Jesus is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations now one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world we've been able to demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care with eye care dental care and it's all completely free of charge but most importantly we share the gospel and it's because of your faithful support that were able to make a difference in their lives but we need your help will you be a part of saving lives of transforming lives and blessing desperate Jewish people by sharing a generous gift today now if your answer is yes we have some very special ways of saying thank you today I've selected some helpful and encouraging resources that I'd like to send you just call clicker right now To share and request them and remember your generous gift will be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world hey by the way we're on Facebook you can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish voice and just like us on Facebook and we'll keep you updated on all that's going on here at Jewish Voice well, as I leave you today, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The Bible says, they shall prosper that love thee. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernus saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish
0: voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.